0: And welcome to the E-Tail Business Podcast from March 2nd, 2018. This is podcast number 63. Wow. Yeah, we're, we're knocking these things out. Um, want to introduce everyone today. Uh, I'm your host, William, one of your hosts, William Sellers. I'm Eric Malatesta. I'm Michael Faisley.
1: And I'm Sarah Ganong.
0: And uh, in the studio today, we have a couple of guests. They're not actually in the studio. We're leveraging the, the magic of, of remote connections and high-speed internet and Zoom teleconferencing. We have Ira Soderberg, who is our major account manager for the company Fortinet, and David Whittington, who is a systems engineer with Fortinet. And we'll get into a little bit of that later. just wanted to say hi to you guys. Hey, guys.
2: Hey, hello.
3: How are you guys? Glad to be here. Uh, thanks for thanks for joining us today.
0: Yeah, thanks for joining us and being in the virtual studio today. So let's jump into today's topic. Today's topic, and I kind of alluded this when I introduced our guest, is we want to talk about our new partnership with the company Fortinet. All right. So we ask, you know, who is Fortinet? And basically, Fortinet is a best in breed for network security, firewalls, uh, antivirus, intrusion detection, intrusion prevention, endpoint security. They are the lar- They are the fourth largest. Network security company uh, around, uh, and security is at the core of their portfolio. So when we start getting into the products, uh, whether if it's firewalls or endpoint protection or access points. Um, the, the the kind of the, the glue that holds everything together is the Fortinet security fabric, and Correct. we'll get into that shortly. Yeah. So um, why do we uh, why don't we
3: ask our guys to introduce themselves? and give us a little bit of their background. Good
0: idea. So Ira and uh, and David, why don't you introduce yourself and kind of tell us what you do for Fortinet.
4: Sure. Um, So this is Ira Soderbergh. I'm the account manager. So I cover uh, Houston and Louisiana, some into uh, Arkansas. And obviously, the goal for us is to try to enable partners like yourself to uh, deliver world-class security to a customer base uh, across that region. Awesome. And I'm David Whittington.
2: I'm the uh, systems engineer supporting Ira and our accounts. Again, enabling the customer, enabling the partner, uh, really to get, you know, help everyone uh, get to use our products.
0: Okay. Fantastic, fantastic. So, the first question we ask is like, what is Fortinet and and why Fortinet? And basically, a lot of our customers are coming to us today whether they're in the telecom side or the data center side of the business, and they're like, hey, you know, we need security. Uh, we're, we're finding more people are becoming conscious of security threats, whether if it's ransomware or antivirus, you know, virus, you know, your standard old viruses, or, um, you know, different types of security measures that now people are really becoming aware of. And uh, just recently we released a white paper that's available on etelbusiness.com. Uh, I urge everyone to read it. It's uh, called Winning the Cyber War on Small Business, A Guide to Securing the SMB, Small to Medium Business. And it really goes into, you know, what customers are asking for, things that we need customers to think about when they start looking at security. And really, you know, it used to be a lot of times security, or cybersecurity, a lot of the small businesses were like, well, that's not for me. I don't need this. Or I can't afford it, right? And... Uh, a lot of people now are actually coming back and saying, "Well, no, I am a small business and I can't afford to be unprotected." Yeah. Um. And, and that's why I really we have partnered with Fortinet because really Fortinet has their product line allows us to offer protection from the the biggest client, right, enterprise and and on up down to the very small startup, right, who yeah. who needs to have cybersecurity. Yeah, so they scale
5: they they scale very well and you know going down to those those small businesses um Fortinet has a very cost effective solution that's that's kind of all in one you know you you have that Fortigate but um it has ports on it where you can i mean we'll, we'll touch on this a little bit later but but they they are able to offer that all in one solution at a very cost effective um
0: you know, I, like the, I like the. I like that it has ports. It has it's ports. always important to have ports, and that's something you and I were talking about yesterday when we were yep. going over the show notes. Is like. You know, a lot of times people will have the little small Linksys router or, you know, Cisco yeah. router or, no, I don't mean router, but switch, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, this is a device that can actually drop in that takes place of your switch, your firewall, the whole yeah. the whole shebang in one box. Device consolidation. Device consolidation, that, that's, there you go. I was right.
1: gonna say one thing about the white paper, because we don't even mention the different providers or Fortinet, but it's just really why cybersecurity is needed for your business. Yeah, exactly. We do a lot of these just educational.
3: Yeah, it's a great paper actually. I read
0: it. It's a really good paper. I good. read it Thank you, last night, and uh, yeah, fantastic. It's good. It's great information for again for the large businesses as well as the small, the small uh, b businesses. Yeah, we just there.
1: targeted more of the small, but of course, any size business could find value in it. Hopefully,
0: exactly. So let's talk about the products. We we kind of talked a little bit about you know we we jumped around on Wi Fi. Mike, or, or should we maybe ask Fortinet to talk to us about? the kind of your core set of products yeah. and then we'll, we'll we'll chime in as we go on
4: yeah i mean i can look i can give you the high level and then if we want to go into specifics i would say that would be a, a mr whittington question so uh yeah so from a from a high level what we do obviously we have uh firewalls and specifically the firewalls are there to do uh unified threat management right so we're looking at everything from You know being able to allow or deny traffic from a certain source and destination all the way up to hey we want to allow things like Facebook but we want to block things like snapchat right so having the uh, the granularity to to do all of that in between is kind of what we're doing on the firewall and then uh, you guys mentioned the fabric uh, and the fabric is what allows our various products which would typically be a point product from somebody um, from Fortinet, it allows them to natively speak to one another so that it doesn't require somebody to go manually do something each time you want to tweak or change the integration. Does that make sense?
5: Yep.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah,
5: And I feel like you guys do a very good job with your products of, of implementing security and layers. So you you know, you know have FortiMail, which, which can help with email security, which is still a... Um, you know, if not the number one uh, threat vector out there, one of the top three. Um you guys have, have the the next gen firewall, um, like you were discussing with, with the, the UTM suite. What do you mean by this word next
0: gen? Keep hearing you say that a lot. Yeah, it's was it N N G F W? It's like is yeah. that not safe for work? No. is it no. not good for work? What is that?
5: No net. NGFW stands for next gen firewall. Um, it it basically differentiates itself from from what is traditionally known as a as a stateful firewall, where you have ACLs and NATs, and you know, all right, I'm I'm allowing this person to come in, I want this traffic to go out. Um, next gen firewall has that intelligence behind it. Like Ira was talking about, you can um, control specific applications. I don't want to allow peer to peer. I want to allow this. Um, you have ips antivirus data leak prevention um you know it the the list goes so on and so on so it's basically a more intelligent firewall it's than what's traditionally used it's
0: a smarter to. mouse trap yeah. right it it's it, it's not just your standard let's open and close ports let's port. block ports this is actually looking at the if I would like to say the heuristics of the data that's passing into Correct. the into the network yeah. Um, And it's handled through the hardware, right, through what's called a custom ASIC, right, which this is all being done, or a lot of it is being done at the hardware level on the firewall. Yeah. So very, very powerful, very fast, and very, um, you know, unlike Mm running maybe a software firewall or something where you're pulling, you know, maybe open source stuff where the minute you start doing... Inspection or something like this, performance just goes, you know, drops. This is all handled in hardware.
5: Yeah, I mean, there there are some vendors out there that that actually do the um, all of the processing on the CPU. So when it's it's getting into these heavy security intensive um, uh, processes, it's it's overloading the CPU and it sometimes can bring down the box. Right. So when you have a purpose built security uh, chip there, that it is there for this purpose. It, It operates a lot smoother.
0: And I did mention that it it is, I was saying, hardware only. It's not hardware only. We do have the ability to run uh, a lot of these products, right, especially the FortiGate in a virtual environment. So, you know, we were saying, you know, there's ports, right, and there's physical hardware we can deploy, whether if you're running this at your premises in a customer site or in Mm -hmm. our co-location data center. But if you're in cloud, if you're embracing cloud, you still need to have that same protection. Whether Absolutely. if you're in our cloud, in etel, or if you're in a public cloud, you can then deploy the FortiGate appliances really wherever you have the need, right? Yeah, yeah, very flexible. Cool. So let's talk a little bit more. Let's let's really get in a little bit more of the, the meat and potatoes of the FortiGate, the FortiGate uh, virtual, app- the FortiGate appliance, the next-gen firewall. Yeah. Um, you know, can we talk about a little bit of what's, what's what is an next-gen firewall, let's actually talk about some of the features that we have here, right? It can run as a physical or virtual, on-prem, in virtualization, in public cloud, co-location, and so on and so forth. And as we discussed, the scale is very important here because it
5: scales all the way from you know, a home office you know, with, with the little Wi-Fi ears on it where you have a consolidated um, you know, firewall with Wi-Fi built onto it all the way to large enterprises or, or data center-sized
0: firewalls. That's fantastic. Uh, let's talk about network antivirus, right? So um, we'll, we'll kind of go through the list of features and the major features that we we see customers ask us about. Network antivirus, um, it's a little bit different than what you would have if you're on your PC and you put McAfee or something on it. This is actually antivirus that's before the traffic, before the virus payload has even gotten to your uh, to your desktop or laptop or server, it's actually blocking it at the firewall level.
5: Yeah, that's correct. So if if you have antivirus enabled on your Fortigate appliance, when a user behind the firewall clicks on a link that's deemed malicious, um, it will block it right there. A splash page will come up and and say, you know, you've you've tried to click on something that that has um, been detected as a virus.
0: Correct. And it just blocks it right there. It blocks it right there. The other thing I really like about the the product is, um, it 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 will it will actually get Fortinet products, especially with the, with the virus detection, will actually get its signatures from something called FortiGuard. Correct. Which is included with the product. I don't think yeah. you pay extra for that. You actually get access to the the Fortinet. Um, you know, when when there's a new zero-day exploit that comes out, or some type of uh, network's uh, the uh, antivirus signature, it gets automatically pushed to the to the units.
5: Yeah, correct. And and another thing that we'll we'll, we'll touch on in um, the reporting piece, but uh, I find that's really great about the product is sometimes if you're not a super savvy um, user, sometimes you'll see these exploits pop up. What is this? What is Ghost rat. What is, you know, I, I'm not sure what these are. They're actually hyperlinks that take you to the Fortiguard website that give you a full explanation of what this is, you know, what it could
0: be potentially trying to exploit. Right. Exactly. Very interesting. Um IPS, IDS, intrusion detection, intrusion prevention. Yeah. Uh I'm going to actually ask the, the the Fortinet guys to kind of talk about that uh that particular facet of the Fortiguard, mm-hmm. right? Um, can you tell us, guys, what are you seeing your customers utilize from a pure IPS IDS standpoint?
2: So, yeah, this is David Whittington, uh, SC here in South Texas. So, uh, the IPS and the IDS basically, it's a signature based and anomaly based detection. So, we can basically customize a sensor based on the amount, the type of traffic being allowed through the firewall, and then we can apply specific signatures to inspect that traffic. So, the idea is uh, first and foremost to detect malicious traffic uh, based on signature, uh, but also we can use it as more of an auditing mechanism, so searching for insecure protocols such as Telnet, which would not be encrypted. So uh, the insecure transmission of data is also something that's very important from a security perspective, and that's something that IPS can help us with, as well as some of the other technologies such as uh, data leak protection.
0: Yeah, and that's a great thing. Tell us a little bit about daily protection. Obviously, you know, we we're looking at, you know, being able to detect and log any malicious activity or stop. Uh when we start looking at daily leak protection, that actually is really, I think, uh more and more people are utilizing that where we're actually blocking things like what social security numbers. Yeah. Credit card numbers. If
5: if there are companies out there that are concerned about leaking intellectual property, like, you know, PDFs that they don't want to get out. Um Actually, with the with the uh, data leak protection, you can specify keywords that will show up in the file name to be blocked. Right. So, so if you know that something some type of PDF is going to have a specific name that you don't want to go out, you can specify that and it'll, it'll prevent. It so from
0: you going can do out. things like intellectual property protection, right? Correct. So if you said, oh, you know, we're working on something like maybe the the iPod, right? And you want to block, you want to know about, hey, is someone talking about this particular product internally. Or externally, you can actually start blocking this, blocking the keywords and things like this, or getting alerts that this is going on in the network. Yeah. Uh, application control and web filtering.
5: Yeah, we we touched on that a little bit. Um, you know, when we first started the podcast, mm-hmm. uh, if if you're uh, concerned about blocking facebook or uh, peer-to-peer transfers or or things like that application control is your sweet spot if you're Mm -hmm. more concerned about preventing people from going to certain websites alcohol and drugs things like that you have the ability um, to do uh, a static filter where you block a specific site say i don't know for for some reason you you don't like some shopping site for somebody to go to you can block that but at the same time you can block whole categories right? Um, so you know if, if you want don't want people to gamble at work you can block gambling as a category but then you can go whitelist specific um, okay
0: yeah. so if I so if you know you have friendly people that you're friendly with internally you can let them go to amazon.com <laughs> right because so you're not going to like completely crack down on everybody right yeah so. on,
5: on prime day you, you can let them do
0: their shopping okay so it's only you can say block everyone except for like these IPs correct okay
2: well, so you could, to expand on that too, with application control, that gives you more visibility, not only for blocking, but monitoring and a traffic shaping too. So within an application such as Facebook, so Facebook rides over HTTPS and HTTP protocols, as do a lot of other applications. So we can take that inspection beyond the protocol layer and on down into the uh, application layer and identify the payload of the traffic is actually someone going to Facebook, someone playing FarmVille, uh, and we had the granularity to say, well, you can go to Facebook, but you can't play uh, Mafia Wars, or you cannot hit the like button, or we can simply monitor that activity or traffic shape it. So when you're looking at a circuit where, uh, let's say, performance is a concern due to the amount of bandwidth available, then we can throttle that as well.
0: Wow, that's pretty granular that you can yeah. actually say, okay, I don't want someone liking other, like in Facebook, I assume, something like that, you can say don't Correct. allow yeah. people to like. Wow, that's I didn't realize that. Neat. It's
2: so, a lot of granularity within messy. a given application. That is
0: very granular, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh, let's talk about WAF, which is a little different. Um, I, I believe, you know, w- web application firewalls, right? So we can do things like maybe... Uh, SSL inspection that's hardware-based, right, mm-hmm. where we can maybe look for people who are trying to do uh, SQL Server injection, things like this. Uh, we're actually monitoring it from the website, right, maybe yeah. JavaScript, Yeah. yeah tell like me, tell,
3: tell me more about that. How does that work? So, so
2: oh, yeah, oh, go, go on, Michael. David. Go on, David. All right. Yeah, so the the web application firewall basically is a protocol-specific front end for protecting a web server. So if you've got a customer who has a homegrown web application such as an e-commerce site, then the web application firewall will basically front end that and, again, do kind of a signature-based inspection looking for malicious behavior, a SQL injection, and actually what we call the OWASP, top 10. So that's basically the top 10 uh, signatures or, excuse me, top 10 vulnerabilities of a web server. So uh, we're able to, using SSL inspection, as it was alluded to earlier, we can offload the SSL inspection. So the, the firewall can front in that and encrypt the data. And on the back end, it can be forwarded on or, you know, doesn't have to be encrypted if the application doesn't support that. So you yeah. can front it and further secure the, the web application.
5: And, and David, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but you guys have a purpose-built WAF as well called FortiWeb, correct?
2: Correct, yeah. So the FortiGate has a basic version of the FortiWeb uh, web application firewall and then the full-blown FortiWeb is actually a, you know, available... As hardware or virtual machine as well, so that yeah. is a full-blown product.
5: And that's something that that larger customer customers could could look at. Like, okay, I, I have a Fortigate, but I, I feel like I I need a little bit more. So, you know, I'm I'm gonna go with the FortiWeb for for my WAF. But it's nice that that WAF functionality is still built into the Fortigate for those smaller customers that don't want. Or, or can't afford to pay for multiple appliances.
0: Exactly, yeah, and a lot of times people will say, you know, you know, you have to look at the complexity of the web application you're deploying. Mm-hmm. If it's a simple web web app or web page, yeah, you know, the FortiGate does a great job of protecting those sites, right, from, from malicious intent. But if you start going into more complex um, websites that are maybe using, cl- you know, calls to public cloud, like Amazon S3, or uh, you're doing more uh, programmatic things inside of the URL, mm-hmm. then the, uh, for the web correct is yeah. going to be really inspecting all that traffic, whether you're doing any type of programming language, JavaScript, or uh, I forget, the, the, the top five uh, exploit ingress points for, for web applications. Um, for the web really attacks all those or, or helps people from getting attacked from those endpoints. That's correct. So let's talk a little bit about our partnership and what are we doing with Fortinet? Uh, you know, we talked about the products, we talked about kind of a general. Net, what is a next gen firewall? Uh, let's talk a little bit about where our partnership is, and you know, what are we leading off with? So today we're leading off with
5: with the Fortigate. Like I said in the beginning, that's that's kind of the central piece to all of this, and and you can build on as as needed outside of that. Um, our our solution today is managed. Um, that means that. Etel business owns the gear uh we start off with a consultative you know pre-sales approach where we go out meet with the customer try to understand their pain points you know what what is in your environment do you have web servers do you... yeah
3: i can only imagine putting this thing out there and all of a sudden things are getting blocked that i didn't want blocked
0: right correct yeah right yeah, correct. and that, that's really when we start talking about managed is um we go out and talk to the customers we don't just sell you a product and, and walk away and say okay we're done right we'll we will you know, take we'll do the initial sales consultation and the engineering consultation to make sure it's the right right tool. Yeah. We're using the right tool for the right job, and uh-huh. then we'll help with deployment, uh, maintenance, reporting, and so on and so forth. And the customers actually aren't paying outright for the the the, the gear; they're actually doing it kind of as a subscription, right? Kind of as a that's correct. Yeah, yeah, that's correct.
3: So subscription comes with uh, uh, upgrades and. Support yes. and
5: yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, that's part of what I was going to say. We we take care of all of the support, all of the configuration changes that need to be made. So a customer isn't responsible or they don't need to be burdened with going and reading through release notes to see, you know, what potential bugs or, you know, things like that. We take care of all of that.
3: So, you're, so basically what I'm hearing is uh, here we'll, we'll – Basically, Michael and your team will be working with David and their team to say, hey, we're on these releases. Um, here's some vulnerabilities that we know about. They have, uh, you know, Juniper switches behind them or something like that. You know, what, where should we be at in our release notes, right?
5: Uh, I mean, we, we take care of that ourselves because the okay. release notes are published online. Okay. Um, you know, sometimes I guess if we, if we have a question, we can lean on David, but most of that is handled internally. Okay. Mm-hmm.
1: So, if customer wants it, what's the whole time frame from the start of the consultative sales approach to installing it, to getting it all going? Like yeah, that, I come to you today and say, "Hey, I'm interested."
5: That that's a really great question, and and that kind of depends. So it depends on if they want to go. I love the word. It depends. It, it always <laughs> depends. Um, so so one example, if they want to go into our cloud, we're not having to wait for an appliance to be shipped to us to then configure and then go in. It's it's a license for us. Um, so, we so basically,
3: yeah, so you're saying if it's going into a cloud or into a virtual environment of any kind, mm-hmm. we can just drop the appliance in, and then you can start doing okay. some work to configure it and do some initial analysis. You're probably going to do a, a just a, a, an open, let me see the traffic that's going through here before I do any kind of blocking is what I'm guessing. Sure. Yeah. Interesting.
5: Mm-hmm. So Whereas if it's if it's hardware it's gonna take a little while. We'll we'll have to we'll do the pre sales consultation once the customer signs, we'll wait for the gear to get here, and then depending upon the complexity, if they just want to fortigate or if they want to fortigate with switches or fortigate with switches and APs, the installation of that could, could take a little bit longer. Um so like I said, it it, it varies depending upon the size of the customer. Right. The we have to
0: we, we all we have to do is we just have to worry about Procuring the hardware, which we've never, you know, we, we Fortinet has done a great job of getting us the hardware we need when we need it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and as Eric was saying, if it's a cloud deployment, literally, I mean, a few minutes maybe to deploy the virtual appliance, configure it, get it online.
5: Once uh, we have the uh, license,
0: apply right. the license, yeah. yeah. And that's something. Uh, so the UTM, the Unified Threat Manager, is actually the licensing. So you can run the virtual appliance as just a state stateful firewall, but then the UTM oh. is the actual license for all the next gen firewall features. Correct. Mm-hmm.
5: Yeah. If, if, if you want the next-gen firewall features, you have to have the UTM licensing. Or, or Fortinet also has something called enterprise licensing that includes additional pieces that are not there with the UTM, like cloud sandboxing, which we, we haven't really discussed just yet.
0: Yeah, we may come back on another podcast where we d- deep dive into some of these particular features. Yeah. The one thing I will say is with UTM, you get a lot of benefit and a lot of protection just with the UTM bundle, right? Correct
1: but uh if what's if I'm a company and I want to know this may be not the best question just kind of basic mm-hmm. why go cloud or why go appliance if you don't have virtual machines you have to do the physical appliance
5: you don't have to um it it's it's typically a good idea if if you are going to be in Iraq all of your stuff is in Iraq you're not doing Kind of, a hybrid, kind uh, of a hybrid where you have some in cloud or, or some in rack. That's that's um, that's when it gets a little bit tricky. Like, do we go cloud or, or, or do we do a physical appliance? Um, if they're 100% cloud, we usually just go with a virtual firewall. If they're 100% in a rack, we're going to go with the physical.
3: And obviously, if they're on-prem, you're going to drop a physical device in there, unless they're really small and they can get, get away with a virtual appliance.
5: The other advantage with going with a physical appliance, if they have a rack, is is the ports, which which you know Will and I alluded to early on. They parts. can they can plug directly into that uh, device. You know, they don't have to get a Fortigate and then get a switch to be able to plug all of their you know, servers or, or whatever's in their uh, their rack into, and then plug that into the Fortigate. It's it's an all-in-one appliance. Yeah. Um, the last thing that customers get with this this managed piece is is the reporting, um, and and that's one thing that that our customers thus far have has really loved. Yeah, um, because it's showing that. Um, the service that they're paying for, the solution that they're paying for is actually doing something. Um, It's, we can, and the reports are highly customizable. You can um, show them bandwidth. You can show them security reports. if, If they're wanting to know what the top talkers were on their website, what the top destinations were, what websites were visited, what websites were blocked, there's, a very very wide array of um, things that we can report on, and these
0: can be run ad hoc, like you know when I need them, or they can be scheduled, saying once a month, send me whatever reporting I want. Correct, right? both, both. So so if there's if there's something we
5: want to see right then, we can run the report. If um, a customer wants to see a report every morning at seven a.m., done. It's scheduled, it's automated, it's sent to them. um, They don't have to log into the
3: devices, it's all email-based.
5: Correct. But this is done through a a, a different um, appliance. This is not done through the FortiGate itself. It's done through something called FortiAnalyzer, where you're basically sending the logs from all of the FortiGates to this analyzer. It's a a log aggregation appliance.
3: Okay, yeah, awesome. So if I had multiple different Fortinet gear, Mm -hmm. then it would be the single... Pl- place for gathering that data and then send me all information say that again so if i had multiple fortinet gear mm-hmm. be it switches uh for mail be it for <coughs> gate it would this single device would collect all wow. my my logs and then be able to report upon
0: that
5: yeah so so the the for gates and it, it's not something that we touched on because if we touch on every piece we'll, we'll be here for several hours <laughs> but the uh uh Fortigate can act as a switch controller and a wireless controller for the switches and APs that are deployed with it. So the switches and APs, in in the model that we're using, are going to talk back to the FortiAnalyzer. The Fortigate will talk back to the FortiAnalyzer okay, and have gotcha. all of that information as part of it.
0: Yeah, the good the thing to remember is really the, the customers that I've talked to have who have have went through deployments with us. The thing that they'll tell me is like. You guys are doing all the hard work and keeping everything managed for us. I'm just getting the reports and being able to have that bird's-eye view, and actually I'm reaping the benefits of the hardware and the software and the the tool without having to actually go manage and deal with having that tool in my environment. You guys are taking care of it. Yeah. Yeah. You mentioned... um, for the switch and access point, or 40 AP, Correct. So that's something we're also deploying. And, and as some of our, you know, we talked about the initial deployments being FortiGate, but we're also rolling out for the switches and actually Wi-Fi access points. That is correct, yeah. They're, and what's nice is these access points, the same intrusion detection, to in the, the, the security fabric, the Fortinet fabric, is actually built into even the, 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 the wireless access points, which you don't see a lot of times in, in access points that you're putting out in, in deployments. Yeah,
5: the, the the UTM suite is protecting everything behind it. There's there's that security fabric intelligence that that Ira was discussing earlier where everything is able to natively communicate with one another. There's there's not um any administrative overhead to, you know, piece things together.
0: Right.
3: Yeah, I'm actually interested in this myself because uh, like at my house I run an, an ASA, right? And that ASA allows me to have Home traffic going out to the Internet directly and work traffic going here to the office. And I plan to replace this device with, with a FortiGate myself with, a, with some kind of access point. Uh, and then I can have, even with Wi-Fi, I can have uh, new VLANs that one can go out to the w- real world for my wife and my kids. And then
0: for me for work, I can pop up on my laptop for work and get on the right network to go to work. So you block everyone in your family from hitting the sites that you want to do, but you can have access to go to everything,
3: right? Mm -hmm. Right. I I, I stopped my (laughs) wife from going to Amazon. I was about to say, what about the shopping?
1: Especially (laughs) with the new baby annoying. (laughs) (laughs) True,
0: yeah, yeah. Um, so I think that's going to wrap it up for today's podcast. Ira, David, thank you for coming uh, and sitting in with us on this. Uh, we, we would love to have you back as we start. Uh, our product is a product in offering Maturing. and solutions mature and evolve through you know through our product offering to our customers. Absolutely. We'd love to have you back uh, and kind of, um, you know, as we evolve, we, you're, you're there with us. Uh, I want to urge all of our listeners to go to the etailbusiness.com website and look for the white paper Winning the Cyber War on Small Business: A Guide to Securing the SMB. As Sarah mentioned, uh, it really does not—it's—it's—it's it's, it's not product specific to Fortinet. It's just a really good white paper that tells you kind of the framework of things you should be thinking about. Yeah, quite and
3: honestly, it's not even product specific to us. It's, it's not. Just, no, it's just not. something to be thinking about.
0: It's—it's it's basically uh, a checklist, if you will. There's actually a section in here uh, as a checklist for SMBs, really for anyone. Uh, of you know, let's identify the the potential right for threat, Absolutely. and then how to protect those, and so on and so forth. So it it really is a good. It's about uh, about nine pages or so, um, but it's really worth reading. And then if and there's other white papers out there too that we've alluded to in the past. Yeah. So uh, please, please go there
3: and look at at the white papers that we provided.
0: Yeah, David, Ira, thank you so much for sitting on the podcast today. Thank you for having us. A little bit of of housekeeping. Uh, Please check us out on the Apple iTunes Store or in Stitcher Radio. We love reviews, so please review us if you enjoy the podcast. Um, Also, you can send us links at podcast at eTel.com if you have questions or want to email us directly. And then, again, check us out on the web at eTelBusiness.com. And, and especially if you have any ideas of something you want us to speak about.
1: That's what yeah. I was going to say. Future even, podcasts. Yeah, even future podcasts or future even white paper topics or something anyone wants we can to learn help, more. Yeah, anything we can yeah. help you with, yeah. That's what we're here for.
0: Exactly. Also, uh, the podcast can also be found directly on the web, yes. on our web page. So you can go to etailbusiness.com, look for the podcast section, and also go there. That's where we'll also put show notes and things like this. So, All right, everyone. Thank you, and see you on next podcast. Wait just a second. We we ended a little bit too soon. We wanted to actually come back and mention our upcoming lunch and learn, where we're going to talk about our Fortinet products. Sarah, tell us a little bit about uh, the details on the lunch and learn coming up.
1: Yes, we're actually really excited. We're even going to have Ira come on. Uh, this is going to be the first one of the lunch and learn series is going to be on March 14th in Shreveport. It's actually at a place called Art Space. But right next door, the Parish Taco, which is a really popular place off Texas Street. And literally, our data center is just around the corner. You guys come have some lunch on us, learn about cybersecurity, learn about Fortinet, Fortigate, and then come over, even take a data center tour. But for those of you not in the Streetport area, we're also going to have up-and-coming Lunch and Learns in Baton Rouge, hopefully Lafayette and New Orleans. But once again, this one, if you want to know more, please feel free. Email the podcast at venue.com or email us at business at dot com. And once again, this one's March 14th. Hope to see you guys there.